the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, the media. Watch the ongoing media propaganda. It's like watching Pravda. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. Because parents are, I think we are a little bit too complacent sometimes about, oh, how bad could it be? It's very bad. Because you can't be truly conservative and be advocating for so-called rights on the basis of what God says is a sin. Yep, I used to be a liberal, too. This is Mission America with Linda Harvey. Because with God, all things, all things, all things are still still possible. Good afternoon, friends, and welcome to Mission America Radio. I am Linda Harvey, and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my weekly column at wnd.com, WorldNet Daily, and on barbwire.com, and also elsewhere out on the web. And be sure to order my book, which is written especially for teens, and it's called Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality, and you can learn more right on our website, admissionamerica.com. Are you as tired as I am of the enthusiastic promotion of gender rebellion in our kids? It is absolutely nauseating to read one mainstream media story after another where they interview these very vulnerable kids and sometimes their parents and write a fluff piece that does not usually quote anyone on the other side who will discourage the mutilation of young bodies and this experimentation, which is essentially child abuse. And we know these are parents who are fearful about the mental health of their children, and they're listening to these so-called medical experts and the LGBT activist groups and going along with taking their children down these very problematic roads They are not even giving common sense and the normal process of maturation a chance to work in this child's life. No, they rush the child into a decision, thinking this is the solution to this child's stress, thinking this is something positive. But only as recently as 2013, the condition of being confused about gender was still considered a disorder by the major psychiatric groups, and so as Dr. Michelle Cretella and many others have been saying, very brave physicians in the current climate, this is all jumping out in front of any science 
to back it up. There is no science to back this up. These are mental health issues and should be treated compassionately, but treated as such. But the media, nope, they're just racing past the possibility that maybe children aren't born in the wrong sex body. They're listening to the left and the activists and mistaken doctors and giving us what is essentially a complete con job. And especially it's a con job for these vulnerable families. For instance, I want to cover a couple of recent stories I've come across, and there are tons of them where they are very one-sided about this issue. One is from the Columbus Dispatch, and it's entitled, Love and Acceptance Help Transgender Teens Journey. And you know right off the bat what that's going to be all about. Well, this story talks about a boy who, you know, you can feel a lot of compassion for him uh, and what he must be going through. He starts trying to identify as a girl at around age 11. Um, He is now a teenager and he is quoted in there as saying it doesn't matter about biology. He believes he's a girl and that's how he wants to live. And what comes through loud and clear is that he just wanted to be comfortable to relieve his anxiety and eventually the worry about his future convinced must have convinced his mom. And of course, through this story and all the others is the notion that it shouldn't matter to other people or the rest of the mainstream population, how one person lives his or her life. And you know, if we were talking about adults making these decisions, there might be some merit in that position. I think we would still, as conservatives and Christians, come out on the side of this is really not good for anyone. But if you're an adult, well, okay, we're a free country. These are children, and we're all being told we have to accept this through articles like this. We're being told we're supposed to think that children can actually be born in the wrong sex body and should be given these radical drugs like puberty blockers and then opposite sex hormones. And parents should not hesitate to worry about the serious lifelong side effects of making this decision with a child when it's all basically a huge and gruesome experiment. There is little track record on this, and what there is is not good. We have right here in Columbus at Nationwide Children's Hospital a program called the Thrive Program, which stands for team-driven healthcare that respects the individual and values emotion and if you didn't have any idea what this is talking about, the, the the title is about as worthwhile as probably a lot of the advice being given in this program. They have 300 families, and it's led by a Dr. Scott Lebowitz, and he's quoted in this Columbus Dispatch article. And you know what? They're going along, it sounds like, pretty much with treating young children with these life-altering, body-altering drugs and going along with this because it's all trendy. And I think at some point we're all going to look back and say, we really let these kids down. There is a story in Northern California. It's from one of the television stations in the Sacramento area. 
I came across. It has, this one features a number of these kids who have gone through this transition and are identifying as the opposite sex. It's entitled, Youth Struggling to Live Authentic Lives. How many times do you hear that related to the homosexuality and transgender agenda, that they're being authentic? When it is, it's it's just like everything else with, with this agenda, it's a big lie. There is nothing authentic about mutilating and distorting your body and using your body in ways that it was not designed to do. Well, anyway, let's listen to some video here um, and uh, the audio of this TV station. One family that's being interviewed, the mom, and this is an eight-year-old boy who now identifies as a girl. The road to parenthood is constant. Want to play? Play. Callie is playful when she's not child. (laughs) That's your job. You don't pick who your kid is. But the destination is sometimes unknown. As children of all ages search to become their true self. He used to be my favorite because he had no powers or anything. I just thought Taylor was a tomboy. So it was, we struggled so many years with clothes. Taylor is a little sibling to 11-year-old Hannah and Katie's youngest child with a passion for nurturing stray pets and an imagination centering around superheroes. Then I watched Batman vs. Superman and Superman was a lot nicer. Like just trying to figure out, okay, what type of girl do you want to be? And, and, and I realized I was asking the wrong question. It wasn't what type of girl do you want to be. It was supposed to be, are you a girl? The eight-year-old born female at birth, but identifying as male. Your face. Yeah, I know. For Hannah, the role of an older sister is still the same, accepting and protective. This wasn't that hard. Like, right now, I can't, I can barely picture Taylor in a dress or anything like that. We look the exact same. I think the hardest part would be saying he instead of she. Across Northern California are other transgender children, each with their own story. I never really felt comfortable in my body. For 15-year-old Tyler Reed, the youngest of four children, always felt different, but only recently understood why. The San Joaquin County teen embarking on a new chapter of identity a little over a year ago with the support of both parents, Todd and Stacy. Pretty much ever since puberty, I've been like, what's going on? Like, why is this wrong? To me, there's just, there was no... I guess eye openers or, or showing of anything. I knew nothing about tr- people that were transgender, and I knew nothing. Gender dysphoria is when a person's sex at birth conflicts with their gender identity. I still don't really feel comfortable in my body, but I feel like I know now why I'm uncomfortable. So, is it authentic for boys to dress as girls, for girls to dress as boys? Well, as I said before, no. These are kids, they're struggling, but what they really want to do, and their parents are going along with them, is to live lives of complete fantasy, and they're trying to make it all work. And it ultimately does not work. The narrator in this story said that these children search to become their true selves. No, they're not really searching very hard to become their true selves. Their true selves is 
a male or a female, and there's many variations between those two. And we should allow kids, of course, support kids as they work through their gifts and their talents and their interests and all of that. But male and female is extremely important. It will make a big difference in their futures as husbands or wives, as parents, as parents. One of the teens interviewed in this Sacramento piece said this as well. Again, that people just want to be themselves. And then this teen said, would you rather have your child kill themselves or would you rather just use the correct pronouns? As if those are the only two options. Go along with your child's belief that they are the opposite sex. He or she is the opposite sex and or they're going to you're going to lose your child. These parents are being held hostage to that notion Now, whether that would actually happen or not, we don't know if the child did not get adequate counseling. You know, you know, I'm sure they are vulnerable. On the other hand, there is adequate counseling to be gotten. Very positive. Biological gender affirming counseling. These are not the only two options. There is another one, folks, that parents and medical providers should be advocating all the time. And that one is wait. Wait until you are an adult and see if some of this does not dramatically change when you reach adulthood. Because what these folks are doing is taking a tremendous gamble. They want to save their child's life. They think this is the only way to give help and counsel to a child struggling with these issues. But in saving their lives now, you may be just kicking the can down the road. And if all this other medical treatment goes into effect, the mutilation, the hormone treatment preceded by puberty blockers, it brings enormous health risks, much higher incidence later in life of stroke, um, many other complications, health complications, and the virtual certainty that this child will, when they become an adult, be sterilized for life. These parents are gambling and they are using the wrong set of playing cards. How much better it would be if they trusted in common sense and the Lord God who designed these beautiful children just as they are. And they taught their children to be patient and wait and Think about what the Lord might want for your life. Parents think they're doing this out of love, but it is a compromised expression of love that does not take into account the future. And that's the mistake being made. We will listen to more video and talk about this further when we return. This is Linda Harvey on Mission America Radio. Stay with me. We will be right back following these messages. Don't go away. Friends, I hope you will take advantage of all the resources we make available at MissionAmerica.com. We have articles about the homosexuality issue, about religious freedom, about the health issues regarding homosexuality, about the pro-life issue. We have so much that we've collected over many years. And also, I hope you will check out 
my book, Maybe He's Not Gay, Another View on Homosexuality. And you can find out more right on our website at missionamerica.com. And please, if you are so moved, I hope you will consider making a donation today to Mission America. And you can mail your donation to Mission America, P.O. Box 21836, Columbus, Ohio, 43221. Thank you so much for your prayers, your support, and your donations. For more information, log on to missionamerica.com. Be sure to listen to Mission America every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 1.30 here on AM 880 and 104.5 FM, The Word, WRFD. And remember, with God, all things are still possible. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. And welcome back. We've been talking about the promotion of gender rebellion in our kids through the mainstream media and one story after another that are almost exclusively uncritical of this option, as if it's wonderful for six and eight and 11 year old kids to begin pretending to be the opposite sex, which is all it ever can be. People can never actually change their gender, and so much is sacrificed and put at risk in your body, mind, emotions, and spirit when you let a child go down that path. Is it wonderful when children do that? Are we being loving? Are parents being loving? Are physicians being good practitioners of sound health practices? Is there research to back all this, these new options up? Well, the answer is no, there is not the research. And, you know, this really begs the question about the bigger definition of love. Let's listen to one of these moms, and she's very emotional, and one has to feel for her situation. But in the Sacramento television story that I ended with in the last segment, let's listen to what she has to say. So individuals or family members that do not accept their children, I don't know how they can do that. Because it seems like the the consequences of not accepting are pretty serious. Oh, correct. Exactly. Yeah, I could not even imagine. This is my child. I gave birth to this child. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you, I mean, it's just an outpouring of love. I mean, that's... It. Exactly, exactly. It's what it is. It's, I love my child. Um, seriously, no matter what my children, good or bad or whatever they do, I, I love my children. So the only option, apparently, is that we go ahead and because we're fearful for these children's futures. We go ahead with the idea that the only solution, other than, as the one child said, deciding to not call them by opposite sex pronouns and their new name and go along with their transition, quote unquote, the only other option is that they would harm themselves. That is terrifying to these parents, I'm sure, but This is not accepting them for who they are. And this mom talks about she doesn't understand why people don't accept their children. Well, they accept their children. 
it's the parents who are going along with pretense who are really not accepting their children. What they're accepting is their version of their children's feelings and a child's immature, by definition, assessment of where they are and what their prospects are. How many times as parents do we have to look past the child, look at the bigger picture, and do what's best, even when you have a child in rebellion? Sometimes that rebellion looks pretty grim. I think you still have to look at what's best in the long term and compassionately and with great support for that child or that teen, give them the option of the third option, wait. Wait until you are an adult and see if some of this does not dramatically change when you reach adulthood. What these folks are doing is, as I said before, is it's a huge gamble. But the problem is that they think this is the only solution. No, you can give help and counseling to a child struggling with this, but in quote unquote saving their lives now, you may endanger their lives later. There's another option. Ask them to be patient and wait to see if their feelings change. And don't go along. Question these doctors. The doctors are not acting with science at their back. The hormone therapy that is prescribed, the puberty blockers, the combination brings with it many health risks and the virtual certainty of the child being sterilized, never having the option in the future to father or mother their own child. They, these parents are gambling and like so much in this debate, these parents have accepted information that is erroneous. Just because a person asserts they were born in the wrong sex body does not mean they were. Our kids will believe lots of things that we need to give them wise counsel about and say, oh no, that's not correct, but I'm here for you. I am here for you. We will work through this. I understand your stress, but it is confusion and I will be here for you. It's really hard for these parents when you're listening to people who have medical degrees and also have very strong agendas telling you that this is, oh, this is going to be fine. It's, there's no evidence that it's going to necessarily be fine. So like so much of parenting, sometimes you have to make a tough decision and then get on your knees, get on your knees to the Lord, look at the situation and say, my child is mistaken. I need to help them with another solution for the, their distress and get to the bottom of that. What is the red flag in your child's life that has caused them to so seriously reject reality? This is where the Lord comes in. He has created us as male and female, and we are playing with fire when we say to him, you made a mistake. We have to totally redo this from the ground up because you have made a huge mistake or to completely dismiss his existence altogether. And I think that's what's going on in a lot of cases. At the very least, a parent should be looking at the loss of fertility and saying to the child, let's wait until you are an adult. At least give this some time because the odds are in favor of a complete change by adulthood. About 75%, according to studies, are showing that these kids will accept their birth gender when they are older. 
At the very least, don't let them start taking the hormones or binding their breasts. Girls will do this to appear as boys. It creates permanent damage to them after doing that for not very long uh, or have any kind of mutilating surgery. Just wait. We hear the pain of these parents, but being a parent is a huge responsibility. And as many times as we know, you often have to think ahead and do the right thing, even if your child doesn't exactly see it at the present time. You know, one of the children in, I I read an article in Asheville, North Carolina, one six-year-old boy, the family is now calling Emma, saw a picture of himself as a baby with a note pinned to it saying, baby boy. And so the six-year-old who can read well enough to figure out what that note says, I don't like that. I'm a girl. What is going on with a child at that point who says that? This is where a parent needs to sit down with a counselor who gives them a different a different roadmap for the future. There is a red flag and counseling is often called for. Counseling is called for. That's all we have time for today. I am so grateful that you have tuned in. And please visit our website at missionamerica.com. Just remember, just remember, with God, all things, all things are still possible. Have a great day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.